0: And we're back to another illustrious episode of Before the Three Count. I am your host, the unnamed host, a.k.a. Your... The... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say Bloody Viva. <laughs> yeah, hysterical. But yeah, we could go with... Uh... <laughs> 1990s uh, LA Laker team. Um, <laughs> uh, you look like AC Green, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also joining my uh, co host. Yes, yes,
1: yes. The one, the only GA West coming at y'all live and in living color. Don't diss the man or we'll bum rust your mother. Woo!
0: PG-13. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. D and... What's the other dude's name? Uh, J.C. Ice. What did you say? J.C. Ice. J.C. Ice. Is that, like, all... Uh, is that two words? Like, J.C. is one, and then obviously Ice is the second? That was all it was I it three? Believe, I believe it's two words. Okay. And, uh... No, I'm trying. yeah it was jc ice and wolfie d yep with their manager clarence mason mason yep yes uh was he a, was he actually a worker no like, okay uh, you know how, like a lot of managers sometimes were like workers in the past yes but no he was
1: never working never even involved in wrestling before doing the gimmick really yes so how, how did he get brought in um, he was an attorney and they needed, they decided they wanted
0: to have an attorney on the spot and they're like, oh, it'll be you. That's crazy. And yeah, right? I'm surprised that the attorney wanted to actually like get in the wrestling world. I mean, it's
1: probably really good money. Wow.
0: And cause I, I was going to say, how many years was he with the WWF for? Only a
1: couple. Like, cause he, Less by the combination, five? What's that?
0: Less than five?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, legit, maybe two, but I don't even think he was there for two years
0: how long did the nation gimmick the original nation
1: gimmick go for that's the thing I was gonna say I'm like I, I don't think the original nation gimmick went
0: for very long
1: okay um let's see if I can find some information on the google machine yeah cause uh
0: that's interesting um he you know played the part very well
1: and uh, yeah no he definitely did which I mean I guess cause he was a real lawyer so
0: yeah, but I, what his role as a manager wasn't as a lawyer, though, right? It was just as a manager. I mean, he
1: was playing the, the lawyer. He was attorney Clarence Mason.
0: Oh, he was? I just thought he was just a manager. I can't re- remember, like, you know, his set, you know, position, position. Yeah, no, a manager, I mean, like, as a mouthpiece.
1: Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was like, their attorney. And, like, I feel like he was supposed to be, like, a, uh, oh, who was the guy now? If the glove don't fit, it must have quit.
0: Oh, Johnny Cochrane?
1: Yeah, like, I feel like they're trying to play off of, uh...
0: Was it during the OJ trial that he popped in? Um... When they did the nation?
1: Let's see. Looks like it would have been a little bit after, so I, I finally okay. got the Google machine up. Yeah. says, the, the nation of domination lasted from November 17th, 1996 to November 28th, 1998. Now oh, was Two years. Yeah. Okay uh that's the group was based loosely on the nation of islam and a okay. deliberate street gang lifestyle and group of thugs
0: but, but see that makes no members- sense because they had a lot like everybody was in the group like we said pg-13 was in crush was in it uh savio vega was in it
1: yeah crush was in it um Owen Hart heart was in it oh yeah so like
0: i don't get the yeah
1: well, well, it's right. funny, because I'm like, oh, it's, cu-. so this is really, because it's like, it says with group members adopting Islamic names and wearing Muslim headgear, and I'm like, well, yeah, Ron Simmons became Farouk. Okay. Um, Papa Shango became Kama Mustafa. Right. D'Lo Brown stayed D'Lo Brown.
0: Right. The Rock uh, is still The Rock. Yeah, The Rock is still The Rock. Those so are only two wrestlers. Yeah.
1: That's funny it says the, extre- the extremism of the group's pro-black theme at times including the nation salute and Farouk's angry tirades on the microphone garnered them an excessive amount of heat from fans and arenas and Farouk was calling himself the dictator of the nation wow okay here's some you ready for ready 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 to get get a bob dropped on you okay the nation of domination first started in the USWA
0: What's
1: that? Uh, the United States Wrestling Association, which was uh, that was Memphis, the Memphis. Territory. Oh yeah,
0: is this because the Rock was that was that um, was that Flex Cavana days? Um, that you. Or was that a different? I think
1: he might have been there at, as Flex Cavana at that time, but he wasn't part of the original nation. No, but was
0: that the promotion USW? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. It was that promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was almost like a developmental. Well, yeah. that, but it was like Vincent. I, well, I probably L- Lala. They had like a concert, like because I think even Ben showed up on it because they would say I think on YouTube there's a clip. I remember uh, that they, they said that was like somewhat of the birth of the uh, Mister McMahon character persona. I guess he oh, showed okay. up to the promotion one time in like somewhat heel gimmick. Okay, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now you recall my memory because yeah, The Rock was in that. I remember seeing old clips of him. I forget who he, he was like Tag or somebody I think at the time, um, and then uh, who else? Uh, Brian Christopher was big in that uh, promotion, because uh, yeah. obviously you know his pops. Dude, uh, but yeah, I guess like they were somewhat like ECW before ECW. Like if you see some of the Eclipse, you like, oh wow.
1: You mean like hardcore stuff?
0: It was edgy compared okay. to. Like I said, it, was, it wasn't like ECW extremism edgy, but it was it was teetering.
1: I got you. I got you.
0: So, that's uh, cool. I, yeah. So that's quite interesting that uh, you stumbled upon that. Yes,
1: right. Uh-huh. And uh, it looks like a month later, the WWF <laughs> started, started their, their nation of the domination.
0: Well, that's and when I, that whole stable, because you had the nation, you had. Um, uh Los uh Boiquas. you had uh D-O-A. um and I think was you know?
1: unless you it's found Kiantai, was that the Japanese gang
0: yep yeah. but that was later that was during the Attitude era uh yeah. that's when um they had the program with Val Venus. yes
1: toppy choppy
0: because that's when uh, taka turned heel right right how'd you how'd you like um Takamichi Noko, uh, as a light heavyweight back in the
1: day. I, honestly, was never that big into him.
0: Yep. Um, I
1: I especially at that time I liked the bigger wrestlers, okay. um, and he wasn't like a crazy like high flyer or anything that would like make you really be like, oh wow, like right. Even at that time, like guys were doing more stuff. Right. Um, like if you you know, and, and I guess just putting it in perspective you know you've got Takamichinoku on WWF TV doing his thing you turn over to right. WCW and you've got like Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero right so uh just very different levels i, I think right 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 um, how about yourself what were your thoughts on Taka Well,
0: i liked the program that he had with uh Brian Christopher that was cool okay dig it so they were uh going for the light heavy tallo back and forth right um, right but like you said he was, he was he was there, but like seldom was uh, used. Other than later, you know, the whole kind of time situation. Right. Uh, but I was gonna say, like, as far as the like, Asian wrestlers that were in the WWF during that time, you had him. earlier, obviously, you uh, you had um, uh, uh, what was it? The, the wrestler, that the Asian wrestler that had all the Japanese text tattoos on his body. Oh, Akushi. Yes. Had some uh, a, a decent program of uh Brett Hart, but like like I said yes. he was one of the wrestlers you you rarely saw, but he was you know he, he got busy in the ring.
1: He, he definitely did. I, I was big into uh Hakushi actually.
0: Well other than Brett, did he have any other notable feuds? Hmm. Not that, that for- I remember, honestly. Okay. <laughs> so it was mostly like you re- recollect like most of the matches against Jabba's. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I recall, I feel like. But with that said, like
1: I don't know. I, thought, I I liked the gimmick. I liked his uh, feel and vibe. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then obviously, even though he was an Asian, <laughs> um yeah, Yokozuma, who they uh, <laughs> the, the, the long was... as a child, I thought was actually from Japan. Was a Yoko, I did too. Uh, But then again, um the title uh Yokozuna is more is a sumo champion. So anybody like even a foreigner could be a Yokozuna, you know, at a point if you're like really good at sumo. That is very true. It's basically like the grand champion of like champions. It's not really like the Asian name of like a pr- actual Japanese person.
1: Right. No, you're spot on there.
0: Which like is that. funny because uh earthquake actually did sumo wrestling before became there a before he became professional in wrestling. I guess he was actually pretty decent too.
1: That's what I heard too. Yeah, John Tenta.
0: John Tenta, yeah. Um so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, definitely Yokozuna uh you know, I always was like wow. Uh what you think of um uh real back real quick back to managers uh Fuji. Uh. Mr. Fuji.
1: Um I mean, as a kid, he was definitely one of my do I want to call him one of my favorites? Yeah, I'm going to call him one of my favorites, I think. Um, especially, like, when he was... And in hindsight, I think that's probably pretty racist. But um, old school Mr. Fuji with the black
0: hat, and, uh, you know, throwing the salt in the eyes and everything. Yep. Like, yeah.
1: Uh, I definitely dug that gimmick. And I'm like, I feel like he was managing, like, the powers of pain at that time. Yep. And, yep. You know, the, the different teams. He had to come to the ring with the cane. Um okay. Funny enough, I actually used to dig the Orient Express.
0: Who the uh, who the, the um, who's in the team?
1: Uh, Pat Tanaka and what was the other
0: guy's name? Like
1: Mr. Saito or something like that. I think they were a jobber <laughs> tag team, kind of, but like a high profile jobber.
0: They were a jobber tag like, team, kind of. Really uh,
1: high profile, but like because I feel like every pay per view at that time opened yep. up with them and the Rockers and the Rockers
0: beating them. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's so interesting. Do obviously we talk about single wrestler jobbers, but are they tag? Well, you mentioned them being one of the but are there a lot of tag team jobber teams like in the past? I guess there, there must
1: have been well, like Orient Express, uh, you know, they, and I don't know if they'd be insulted to be called jobbers at this time because then that's why I'm like <laughs> kind of a jobber tag team, but high profile. They were wrestling on pay per views
0: and whatnot. But so, I don't remember they, the but, winning matches <laughs>
1: like,
0: I was going to say, so their wins came Against other tag team Like, like actual legit tag yeah, team Yeah, like on WWF superstars Yeah But I was going to say, yeah, I'm curious if there was like High profile, like, so are they like The Barry Horowitz of like tag teams Like I mean, they're high higher profile but they're, they're
1: higher profile than Barry Horowitz But okay. with that being said, like the Hardys, they were a job or tag team when they First started
0: uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. But then, they, but see, with the Express, they actually had, like, uh, how should I say? Like, they, they were, they were meant to be booked to be an actual tag, a formidable tag team in the Federation. When the Hardy Boys started off, they really wasn't booked for that. They were just in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so hard to yeah. explain, but like it's like, they, it's they like someone having yeah. money put behind them but but not having put money behind them to be pushed right right like the Hardys were just there like
1: they, they just showed up they've got their little homemade plaid
0: pants on and right like, until until obviously with Michael um what's his face Hayes then they hey. put that's when they put the money behind them and obviously they stopped jobbing yeah. uh, them out yeah, they got them over. Uh, what year was Express, uh, 80s or 90s
1: with Fuji? Um, that started in the 80s for sure. Okay. I, mean, like, I remember specifically Royal Rumble 1992, though. They opened up the show. Okay. Um, so I can hear their theme song in my head now and Gorilla Monsoon talking about them. But uh, let's see. We've got the Google machine open, so let's just... Uh oriental express which
0: as i even say that that sounds racist i feel
1: like it's
0: it's problematic (laughs) yeah (laughs) which uh
1: you know whatever though it was the time period but the orient express was a professional wrestling tag team in the world wrestling federation in the early 1990s composed of pat tanaka and akio sato who was later replaced by kato okay i don't remember kato Yeah, I don't either. Um, They started off in the AWA, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, And then moved on to WWF in
0: 1990.
1: Okay. And then, uh, apparently at that time, Mr. Fuji had sold the contract for the powers of pain to Slick.
0: Uh What's that? I just laughed. I was just just when he said slick, it's not yeah. hilarious. <laughs> During this era, there was a lot of managers.
1: There, was, a that lot game, of the there was There was a lot of tag teams, and there was a lot of tag team. Yeah, Yeah, was, I mean, speaking of a lot of managers. So I'm like, after Mr. Fuji sold the contract of the powers of paying to slick, they were split up, and uh, Warlord uh, stayed with Slick, and the Barbarian went with Bobby Heenan. And at that point, Fuji brought in the Orient Express, Sato and Tanaka, as his latest threat to the WWF tag team division. Although the Orient Express was supposed to represent Japan, Pat Tanaka was actually born in Hawaii. Ah,
0: okay. <clears throat> so he's more Polynesian, I guess? I guess so. Okay, okay. All right.
1: Um. This is really funny. I'm like, I'm just reading through the teams they feuded with. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I thought of them as jobbers. Because I'm like, it says they, they had a prolonged feud with the Rockers. Okay. But, um... That went on and off for over a year. And then after that, they got involved in the feud between Legion of Doom and Demolition. I'm like, well, you're not beating either of those teams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Powerhouse teams. Yeah.
1: And uh, apparently they followed, they started doing six bed tags with Fuji, taking on Demolition and Ultimate Warrior. Uh, what? We're not of those matches. Yeah,
0: but the Ultimate Warrior there is so random that he's like thrown in there.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: probably knowing how WWF works at the time, this was like, well, you
1: guys all wear face paint, so you guys are probably all friends.
0: <laughs> Team face paint. Right. <laughs>
1: wow. After WrestleMania 6, Tanaka, Tanaka and Sato only made two more pay-per-view appearances. Uh, first at SummerSlam 90, where they were defeated by Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Nikolai Volkov and that they, they were part of Sergeant Slaughter's team, the Mercenaries at, at Survivor Series Mercenaries?
0: Who? Oh, okay <laughs> Hilarious
1: <laughs> With, uh, and, and This is also really funny like WWF stuff I'm like the team of the Mercenaries was Sla- Sergeant Slaughter, the Orient Express and Boris Zukov Don't remember Boris Zukov uh, remember Nikolai Volkov?
0: Yeah, obviously Nikolai.
1: But they, they had a tag team. I don't know if you remember in the early days of, of WWF and they, they used to do the thing where they would want to sing the Russian National Anthem and they'd like keep getting stopped.
0: Well, I know he, Nikolai always wanted to. That's what
1: well, he kept it up. He kept it yeah.
0: up yeah, especially with Sheik. With she, he was singing uh, at the beginning. Yes. But yeah,
1: Boris Zukov and Nikolai Volkov. Um, I want to say their tag team name was the Bolsheviks.
0: Okay. I recall. Okay. Were they a job tag team or did they have uh, Ws? I'm going to put them in the or tag team category. <laughs> uh, oh, oh another one. <clears throat> Here, here's some interesting stuff. Yep. There were two Max Moons. Yeah, wasn't Conan a Max Moon? Conan
1: was the original. Right. And then apparently uh, after Conan left... Um, Kato became the the new Max Moon.
0: Oh, okay, okay, all right, um, all right. Uh-uh. Interesting stuff there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's funny how you like mentioned Nikolai Volkov. He, I always felt like he was another wrestler that was there, but like since he was always, I guess, in tag teams, like you sell him. Seldom saw him like, you know, get a W unless he was, he was and they like cheated, you know what I'm saying? But he was like a prominent right. 80s guy, which is so hilarious. No, you're right,
1: but, but that's how the booking was back then. Like, you think about like a Nikolai Volkov, he's Russian, so right.
0: he's like, but heel. then he wasn't though, it was gimmick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think he was like, uh, was he? Excuse me. Public, or, or I know he was like Eastern European, but I'm trying to remember what country.
1: Let's find out. We got the Google machine open still. Nikolai Volkov. I'm probably spelling it wrong, but Google will figure it out. Yep. There we go. Uh, Nicholas Volkov is what this says here. For some <laughs> reason. But, uh, but this is definitely the right guy. So good. <laughs> all right, let's see. Oh, his name was Joseph Purvish Peruzvik. Okay, better known as Nikolai Volkov. He was Croatian,
0: Croatian. That was it, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right,
1: so so
0: wild, like that's not <laughs> Russian at all. Nah, but they're like, you know, just like Yoko Yeah, We'll put you in the, but then again, like I said, again. oh,
1: interesting. Yep. Yeah. When he was born, though, it was Yugoslavia at the time.
0: Ah, which I think was part, I want to say, of.
1: US, was that part of the USSR? I think so. Interesting.
0: Yeah. But yeah
1: so, but then later that became Croatia. So, like...
0: Well, it's really, well, it's so sort of good now these days. Like, wrestlers actually from home countries, they'll, like, actually represent them as from that actual country. Like, you go yeah. get. Them one wrestler from one country trying to portray another one anymore. Like, obviously with um, Miro, you know, aka Ruslov, uh, you know, they have him from uh, Bulgaria? Yes. Yeah.
1: And that's where he's actually from, I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So now it's like, you know, it's legit now.
1: Yes. And, uh, oh, this is so interesting. So his original gimmick was Beepo. Beepo. One half of the Mongols tag team.
0: So, okay. So he was like a descendant of Genghis Khan, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and then he later became one of the masked executioners.
0: Don't remember either one.
1: All good. Um, and then after that, he was Nikolai Volkov, and he feuded with Bruno San Martino over the WWF Heavyweight Championship.
0: Wow, I didn't know he was uh, He must have been super young against Bruno then
1: Yeah, I'm sure that,
0: That's like, a, that's early cause Bruno was like, 70, 70s. early seventies. Yeah. yeah Yeah It's so amazing that like, you didn't see a whole lot As kids, we didn't see a whole lot of like Bruno in the 80s
1: I mean, he, he had a lot of problems With uh, the man Jr Black Oh, man Jr. really? Yeah. on financial I don't know why why they had heat, but oh. like I, like when Bruno was inducted into the Hall of Fame, Triple H oh. had to to make that happen. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. like Bruno and Vince Jr. had heat over something, and it might have had something to do with Bruno's son, who was a ref at that time. Oh David, yeah, but he was yeah. in
0: our WrestleMania one, I want to say. I guess he BP. was.
1: But like there was there was some controversy there, and I don't exactly remember what it was. I, I don't know if it was he was supposed to have a bigger role, and then Vince was like, yeah, no. <laughs> but like I I think they did something to like get Bruno to be there, like like oh like if you come we'll like book David or something like that. But like then they
0: didn't give David what
1: they said they would. It was something like that. Okay, I'd I have to really look that up to to fully know.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: And uh, oh, interesting news, uh, um, Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheet, I didn't realize this, they won the uh, tag titles at the first Wrestlemania. who? Uh, uh, Let's see. Gotta get that information somewhere. Well, you know what, we'll just pull up Wrestlemania. Wrestlemania. All right, so let's see. First event WrestleMania 1. There we go. Great poster with Hogan and Mr. T. <laughs> All right, matches.
0: It's so funny in retrospect that the main event for the first WrestleMania was a tag team match. Right. Now, like, a singles match, because I, I don't think they do any more, like, closes with tag teams anymore, right? Like, was that I the know, it's, one it's and only the title time? now, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's, like, the one and only time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow.
1: You ready for this? Yeah. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik, accompanied to the ring by classy Freddie Blassie.
0: Ah, classic uh, heel manager. Yes. One of the OGs. It, him, him, I would say him and, uh, like, Captain Luke right and uh, Classy, who is Ray,
1: Lassie, you pencil neck geeks I
0: was gonna say Captain Lou's like promos like you would think he might have been on something <laughs> cause he'd be he all probably was <clears throat> he probably
1: was not to disparage <laughs> the man but uh, probably was
0: <laughs> you know, he would just go he go from zero to 60 and like right but he was effective he was and able, one of right the right first right. managers to cross over with the whole um Cindy Lochner situation. Yes, and then he with was that- Super Mario. Yep. So he had a lot of marketability.
1: No, he did. And uh, I'm going I'm a regale everybody, taking y'all back to your childhood, and be like, swing your arms from side to side. Come on, kids, it's time to do the Mario. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> These what did you think well, the managers that like used to wrestle like lou heenan fuji like what did you think of like them in the ring like when they got in there were they decent or they should have stayed out the ring
1: i mean I, they they were not books to look decent like you know as managers they were supposed to look kind of clumsy and goofy
0: right, right, right. I'm, I'm talking about like they selling and stuff like that and
1: I, I mean, Heenan, Heenan's one of the greats. Okay, uh, I think all time. I'm like his weasel suit wrestling matches, like yep. were crazy. Yep. But before we get off on the side tangent, hold up, because I gotta, I gotta go back to to this WrestleMania one match. Yep.
0: For the tag Nikolai team titles, Volkov,
1: yeah, for the tag team titles, Nikolai Volkoff and the Iron Sheik, they challenged and defeated the reigning tag team champions, the U.S. Express. Who is the U.S. Express? I'm glad you asked. Uh, led to the ring by their manager, Captain Lou Albano. Here you go. The U.S. Express was the tag team of Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham.
0: Ah, basically, the, aren't they brother-in-laws too? Yes, they are. Okay, because uh, Rotunda married Windham's sister?
1: I don't know who's who, but I'm like, I know, yeah, Rotunda, a.k.a. IRS.
0: Yeah, because that's um, why Bray and his brother, that's like... Yeah. Is like their IRS uncle. is their dad. Right, right, and Wyndham is, is like their, their uncle, uncle. And, right. and I think it was Blackjack Mulligan's their grandfather. Yes. So, yeah. Talk that's about crazy. some legacy. That's crazy how connected like wrestlers and You know, get with family and stuff like that. Right. And the Tag Team
1: Championship was the first title to be won at a WrestleMania. Oh, nice. Now, with that being said, back to your question about managers. And uh, talking about managers in the ring. Like I said, I think Keenan's one of the greatest of all time. Yep. But, uh... The others, you know, and again, they're managers and they were booked to look, you know, kind of clumsy and stuff. But I also think, like, Fuji was was just getting older at that time. and Right. Not moving as well. Um, Slick, I feel like, was not a very coordinated person. He was actually, he got in the ring? I feel like he, did, did he? Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't.
0: Okay.
1: I'm like, I know he, like, like he did some stuff with Jameson.
0: Who's Jameson.
1: He was the manager of the Bushwhackers for a short period of time. Bushwhackers had managers.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah.
1: Stu Jameson. He uh, and you know this is early '90s WWF, so not surprised. But he was like mentally handicapped. <laughs> was like his gimmick. Oh wow. Um, he'd like wipe his mouth with a sock. Like it was really bad. Yeah, um, and very short lived.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the Bushwhackers ever having managers. He did, and was I was just the Bushwhackers. Him. Bushwhackers, or was this when they were the sheep artists?
1: No, this was the Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. Ah, and The main reason I remember this Royal Rumble, nineteen ninety-two, my favorite pay-per-view of all time.
0: Everybody keeps on saying this is like the greatest pay-per-view, but like I, it does not stick out in my memory as like the greatest pay-per-view, or even like a <laughs> memorable
1: pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm like I, I you know, for me. Uh, for 90s, for whatever reason, that rumble like sticks out to me so much. And I know a part of it is mm-hmm. because, like, that was coming off of we didn't have cable for a while. Oh, okay. And that was like the first pay per view that I got to watch. Like, you know, and I remember having it. And I, of course, recorded it on the VHS, you know, tape, tape, and just watched it over and over and over again. Did you still have that tape? I might. I might I have a box upstairs in in the uh, we call it the closet but it's a guest room but it's full of boxes still Um, and there is a box up there full of VHS tapes that the majority of them have my handwriting on them. (laughs) so uh, Royal Rumble 1992 might be in that box probably should be in that box okay Along with my recording of Bad Boys off of HBO, okay, uh, I've got a tape full of Scott Steiner and The Rock
0: promos. Really? Uh, yes. All right. What year is we talking? We talking about with uh, Steiner and Rock promos? A- Attitude era. Um,
1: okay. Because yeah, I remember being in high school, and, and I would set up and, and I would just wait for for them to come on, and I press record. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
0: No, it's funny. Uh, WCW, they didn't have errors. Like the WWF, obviously, you know, attitude, Ruthless Aggression. you know, I guess PG. You know, what was WCW's errors? Well, there's the Monday Night War era.
1: Okay. Um, then I would say you had the Vince Russo era. Okay. And then they went out of
0: business. What would you say that, like, when Hogan first came over before he turned here, what would you call that era?
1: Um, I feel like that's before eras became a thing. Okay. It's like even WWF, like in 1992, would you call that some kind of an era?
0: Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Not really.
1: So, yeah, I feel like WWF coined that with the new generation era, and then all of a sudden now you've got eras.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the Marvel Universe now introduced universes to movies. right. Right. Okay. All right. Simon, so note: going back to your VHS tapes uh, and the promos, did you have uh, other pay per views that you taped? Uh, oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, as far as other pay per
1: views go, I, I don't think I have much from the early days. Okay. But I, I've definitely got like any pay per view that happened between like 1998 and 2000 um, is definitely going to be on VHS tape. Both promotions or one in particular? Um definitely WWF and probably okay. most of WCW. Okay. Uh especially ninety-nine and two thousand WCW. Okay. Which I might have been like the only person that was really digging it at that time still. <laughs> but like that that's my favorite WCW. Um you had Steiner like running roughshod, and you, you had guys like uh Mike Mike not Mike Awesome, uh above average Mike Sanders. Yep. Um and that group, uh yep. Elix Skipper. Yep. Um, you know, just all that stuff for filthy animals. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, like that's my favorite period of WCW. Okay. Um Steiner coming the ring with a tiger.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely actually now thinking about it, <clears throat> you actually want to keep those uh, you know somewhat preserved because you know, uh obviously the paper used on the network are somewhat heavily uh edited, like theme songs are changed for copyright issues. I think I believed um what was it? Jesse Ventura had a, a lawsuit going against yes. w- for not in it.
1: Yeah, like Ventura had the lawsuit with WWF because yep. uh he, so he not use a, his, yeah, they he couldn't use his sad. voice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> And so he was you, like, wait, he needs, he needs to be paid his royalties. And they're like,
0: pay your royalties?
2: <laughs> take your voice off.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you still have those, it's probably cool to have because they're, they're un, untouched. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> like, even like, I think even like, probably like particular endings or botches, like that happened, probably still, that got removed later and you know, post or something like that. So, yeah, it's still cool to still have.
1: No, you you spot on right there. I never thought about that, but yeah, that that would <clears> be
0: cool <throat> to have. Um,
1: it's a shame I don't have whatever WrestleMania that was with uh, Trish Stratus and Mickie James. Why is that? And because uh, that's been heavily edited. With, how so? So at with the time, songs? no, uh, the match because okay. uh, at the time Mickie James was doing like the crazy stalker gimmick, okay, and heavily implying
0: lesbian vibes. Okay. But why would and, they edit
1: that? What's that?
0: Like, was it over the top? Because I don't see why would they edit that. that like, a, the, like,
1: in that match in particular, this was the, you know, finally after not, the, you know, however long Mickey James had been stalking her, they're finally having the match.
0: Right, this, um, that's the gimmick.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the gimmick. Um, right. Mickey James was, like, doing kind of, we'll say, lewd pins might be the best way to, <laughs> to word that. Hysterical. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the big thing was going into the finish where she did the uh, the, the two fingers in the shape of a V with the, with your tongue. Um, oh, all right. <laughs> you know, so so yeah. So <laughs> Sound <laughs> like was Mickey was
0: so on one that night. <laughs> well, I'm sure Vince was like, Yeah, this is what I wanna see. Ah. <laughs> Investors not so much.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, not anymore. Like Well, that's an oh so interesting gosh. Uh, that's a, well, as I, I said, uh, we can segue because I saw a clip online with uh, you know, you talking about pay per views, um, but apparently Triple H mentioned in an interview that uh, WrestleMania 2000 was supposed to be just him and The Rock and Iron Man match as the main event. Really? Yep. But obviously, we know that it would change because there was a Big Show and Mick Foley uh with The Rock and yeah. Triple H in the was a four way. Yeah. Who's juicy? But uh, yep. folks were uh. Discussing That could have been Vince uh, making sure that he got his $20 million worth for Big Show at the time, I guess. That would I make think, a lot of sense. I think the contract stated that Big Show was guaranteed a main event for um, Alemania. mania uh, So I guess he was just like, all right, I'm out now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I could see that.
0: But in retrospect, it would have been... Even though the Rock and Triple H had a dope Iron Man match, what was it, Judgment Day, I believe, uh, it would have been even more you know, memorable, I imagine, at a WrestleMania.
1: Oh, yeah, that would have been huge. I
0: actually think their Iron Man match was better than uh, Bret and Michael and Shawn's.
1: I'm going to agree with you, believe it or not.
0: Which you wouldn't think because, you know, Brett and Shawn are the workers and, you know, uh, Triple H and Rock are more like the... not saying that they're not workers, but maybe not, like, that's their go-to...
1: Yeah, they're not thought of in that kind of, like, technical
0: vein. Even exactly. though
1: Triple H... Is the game, and he is that damn good.
0: And you have the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, <clears throat>
1: right? But uh, and, and the Rock was solid in the ring. Everyone remembers Rock for his promos and his entertaining, but Rock was very solid in the ring. And especially oh yeah,
0: for See, ring work, I give him like on, on a ten scale, probably like a like a eight point five, almost nine. Actually, I don't know that I could go quite that high. Well, because... only because I never seen him watch before. Okay, yeah, he was smooth. Like, did you ever see him fumble a move before? Yes,
1: because really? um, I'm thinking of off the top of my head, there was yep. the time he lost his sunglasses.
0: Oh, hysterical. there <laughs> go <laughs> But uh, <clears throat> yes, but like I said, uh, the Judgment Day Iron Man match was very, very sound. Yes. Um, also, they probably I think they had You know, Pat Patterson at the time Helped put that You know, together So, you know, he was like A genius as far as uh, Putting matches You know Oh, yeah Spot for spot Like, together
1: Exactly Like, he, talk about someone That does not get enough credit In the wrestling uh,
0: business Genius Yes And uh, he was the creator Of your Favorite Pay-per-view The yes. uh, Royal Rumble Yes, he was So, there You, you got that as well
1: <laughs> and, and the first ever intercontinental champion
0: yep on that
1: rainy night in Rio de Janeiro
0: well yeah in Puerto Rico right
1: <clears throat> uh no Rio de Janeiro oh and um you know, yeah South yeah Brazil yeah, I'm sorry,
0: Brazil, but, I'm but sorry. Yeah, that yeah never actually happened I don't know if you know that Now, what happened what was and I about? don't
1: know if our audience knows that break it down so uh yeah the uh and, and you'll Anyone that remembers the old school, early 90s, late 80s, whenever Gorilla Monsoon would talk about the Intercontinental title and he'd bring up, you know, Pat Patterson, first ever Intercontinental champion, won it on a rainy night in Rio de Janeiro. Um, That did not happen. Um, That's all work? (laughs) That's all a work. Ah. It was a rainy night in Stanford, Connecticut. (laughs) And and, and they just decided like, oh, like, we're going to make up the story about how he won it. In Rio de Janeiro because it's uh-huh. the intercontinental championship, uh-huh. and this is before internet. So who's gonna say anything?
0: Yeah, no dirt sheets.
1: Yeah, nope. So it was, so uh, yeah, it was a simpler,
0: years. it was a simpler time back then. Exactly. I wish we still didn't have dirt sheets. <laughs> I know, right?
1: Well, you know what's crazy though?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I've been thinking about this. I, I think about this a lot, off and on. Yep. It used to be so easy to lie. Yep. Like. <laughs>
0: Like, what's yep.
1: You know that story, right?
0: Oh, yeah, with, um, yeah, uh, Frank Dukes. Yeah. Well, because like even as a kid, like, yeah, I was like, like... yeah, because, like, some of the records that they said that he, like, you know, the fastest punch and, like, stop a bullet and say, I was like, really? really? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I can that... see, that like, the Kumite thing was somewhat, was believable because, you know, we obviously have the UFC, so they could have been, obviously, some underground death match going, in, you know, in Japan at the time. But like, feel like his fastest <laughs> knockout was like a nanosecond. like, <laughs> yeah, and like, he like
1: once fought like 80 guys in one day or something like Yeah,
0: that. right, like blindfolded and like, you know, <laughs> had one arm behind his back and, <laughs> right? you know, uh man. Like. <laughs> but like, it was believed,
1: like, because th- how do you,
0: I mean, he's saying it, it must be true. Yeah, like, right? like, <laughs> like he like trained in the hyperbolic time chamber. Like right. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because I'm like, even if we didn't have internet today, yeah, there, there's so like, I mean, UFC great example. UFC fighters, yep they, if they have a rough fight, like the the athletic commission will be like, you can't fight again for like six months, like, right? You know, and, and granted, you know that's a newer thing. I mean, when UFC first started in 1993, guys would fight like three or four times in one night. And oh, I love, I love
0: the OG uh, UFC when they had no weight classes. Yes, uh, crazy. That was, well, that's actually that's probably fighting in its most purest form when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it is because when you get in a fight in the street, it's there's no weight classes and right. and anything. They pretty much the rule like you couldn't hit or do groin shots. I don't think. No groins, no eyes. All right. Or could you fish hook?
1: At that time. Yeah i'm trying to remember if it no i don't think they allowed fish hooking either all right so yeah, it was like
0: three yeah i think it was like three rules that you know yeah. everything else was a go. yeah yep you know which uh, was because it's funny because the reason why royce Gracie was so uh you know good at obviously you know the royce judicial system is like you know top of the notch but also he was able to use his geek as like yes like another weapon, not like a weapon but like another yeah, as a shield. weapon or right. maybe so, that's
1: a better way to put it. As
0: yeah, it to like choke dudes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. because anything could go at the time, which is pretty dope. <laughs> exactly. No, <it> <laughs>
1: and there was no time limits.
0: There wasn't. I thought no. they did because once they draw at certain points. In the
1: first UFCs, no. There was was no time limits. Um, Royce Gracie, one of his matches, because I I, I read this recently, and it's what made me look into it, because it's like, oh, Royce Gracie wins at the 18-minute-and-something mark. And I'm like, 18-minute-something mark? What? (laughs) And then I look back, and it's like, yeah, those first UFCs, there was no time limits. Um, The matches would usually be over pretty quick. because guys were just going, Yeah, like like that sumo dude that got his teeth knocked out.
0: Who would Royce be in 18 minutes?
1: Oh, dude, I honestly don't remember.
0: They had not been, obviously, like, somewhat trained in, because if the match was that long, it's going to have been no, like, no jobber. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm sure.
1: Well, and at that time, there really weren't job Well, the first UFC, there were kind of jobbers. You can, because- you can tell the
0: guys that had, like, techn- like Royce, Shamrock, Don Fry, um, uh, Who else was, like, during the first... UFC times uh, oh uh, Dan Like, yep. yeah you can tell those guys you can tell the ones that had technical abilities compared to the guys that didn't so much like a Tank Abbott nah but he nah but Tank got busy though he was in several UFC pay-per-views I think he won the title I once
1: he did so you can't uh, say but, Tank Abbott uh, but technical he, he wasn't a
0: technical guy no no, no was, I'm like, talking about he wasn't literally job I either.
1: think they, they listed him as a barroom brawler was his fighting style
0: True, true, true. But he wasn't a jobber, though. No, not a jobber. Right. Like, if you were able to make it through a couple UFCs, you were pretty much legit. Yeah. Especially during the early UFCs. Exactly. You know? Uh, But, yeah, I miss the old UFC. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, because, like, you know, we see, like, 90s, like, movies, and they have, like, those... You know those tournament type movies is like all like with the cheesy commentator guys and everybody's in like their best Sunday suits and it's like yeah. <laughs> like the, the first UFC saw looked like that. you know I the got other you time, right you know what you I'm right. saying like it wasn't all you know nice and dolled up it is now like right <laughs> no it was more gritty yeah you can tell like the people in the audience were probably like gangsters and like. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, When like, UFC bought- first started. And, yeah. I mean,
1: they had a tough time, like, finding places where they could even have it. Like, I feel like they ran, like, Alabama.
0: It wasn't and... Vegas. No, Vegas would have oh. taken them at first. Oh, because of the filing fight- commission? Yeah. Ah, okay.
1: Like, so, yeah, that's the fine. first couple of UFCs were in, like, really
0: weird places.
1: No no disrespect to Alabama. Like, I don't mean to say <laughs> Alabama's weird. Just, like, that's not what you think of. It was, it was. hey, that's what, hey, that's
0: what uh, Harco Holly's from.
1: There we go. Uh-uh. He's hardcore.
0: It had the Alabama Slammer, which was a very devastating um finisher too. Yeah. And, and I did. can
1: say actually from having I didn't I never took it from hardcore Holly, but right. I have taken that from wrestlers before. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a shoot. Like,
0: I was gonna say, yeah, how do you protect your like head from not like cause your arms are flailing back down at the same time?
1: Tuck your chin, brother, and uh, tuck okay. it well.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah that is that is a shoot and that's why you need strong neck muscles because you you got to make sure your chin is touching your chest as much as possible <laughs> <so that just laughs> Who'd you think goes from? Back. um that is a very attractive question i feel like one time i might have taken one from slick okay um, that feels like that was a thing okay um and i've definitely taken it from some other people that i, I don't remember who over the years okay
0: it's definitely it, it, something it, it, at
1: this point in time if someone was like yeah I'm gonna give you an Alabama slam I mean in a big match like you know sure but yeah. just any show I'd be like eh, nah let's let's figure something else out oh it, it hurts that much huh yeah it's uh, <laughs> I mean your body is getting unfortunately it's one of those things where there's no way to to really work it because <laughs> you have to have your body whipped like off of the guy like so you yeah. has got to build that momentum
0: yeah and like fling you well where Harco was grabbing guys was from the legs. Um, so, like, can you use your hips, I guess? Your butt to, like, slow up break some of the fall? You don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, like, Hogan, all the reason, you know, uh, and I wish I could remember. Oh, Greg Valentine. I just, uh, I watched a uh, Greg Valentine interview the other day. Yeah. Um, it was, like, a 10-minute clip. And the reason why I watched it was the title was Greg Valentine Says He's Better Than Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. And I'm like, I gotta hear this. Okay. Uh, But it was only like two minutes of him talking about that. Okay. Uh, But his reason for being better than Hogan was because Hogan always did the same match and 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 apparently Valentine says he sold out Madison Square Garden more than Hogan did. Valentine's like, I was sold out Madison Square Garden with Bruno back in the day. Um, I remember
0: he was, he must have been super
1: young then well he, he was kind of old when we started watching him like think about really? it think about it that way i think so oh, i think he okay. was like in his 40s when we were watching him
0: oh wow all right that but, was like, like, like
1: early 30s remember it was just a different generation back then like i feel like guys were just
0: older yeah but he was saying uh in the interview that he just said he just sold out that's why he was a band hogan he sold out uh, where he a
1: bunch with bruno And he he said Hogan Hogan was a one-dimensional
0: wrestler. And this is what he brought He was like, you know,
1: Hogan had to do his leg drop every night, and that's why he had all those surgeries. And and it's true. Like, when you drop on your butt like that, um, it it does a lot of damage to your body. Matt Hardy,
0: that's why he's all screwed up from his leg drop from
1: the second rope.
0: Wow. Yeah, but you're you're not taking Alabama every night, so...
1: No, no. But but you still, you don't want to land on your butt.
0: Right, 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 yeah, yeah, are yeah. coccyx, yeah, 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 but uh, okay, okay, all right, um, uh, real quick, uh, zero since we, dual, I, zero. I've been, since I saw SummerSlam, and then uh, I had a Montez, uh, the Street Profits, and uh, Dawkins, and then I was watching um, the AEW. Uh, this is you know see how it it's changed up and I saw a match with uh, Ricky Starks. So I, my question to you is, um, I guess you can also put Carmelo in this for like the new the new breed, new bloods with uh, Carmelo, um, Dawkins and um, uh, Ricky Starks. Who has a, a high ceiling out those three? Whew. I mean, I have to as
1: of right now. Wait, you said. Carmelo, Ricky Starks, and you say Montez. Dawkins. No, no, okay. Montez. And Montez, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's funny, and that's why I, I I knew that's who you meant, but I had to ask, because I'm like, wait, I think he said Dawkins. <laughs> I, I don't know if you had a reason for asking.
0: No, that. I said Dawkins because of uh, the SummerSlam match with, you know, uh, yes. the Street Profits, but no, yes. I meant mostly, uh, yeah, Montez. Montez Ford. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, for me, right now,
0: I have to say Montez Ford. Oh, this, they, they somewhat look similar to me. That's why I, 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 those three names are, like popped in my head.
1: Ricky Stocks and Carmelo Hayes all give you looking kind of similar. No, um, not look, I was so, like,
0: I guess like the swag with their
1: caramel complexion. No, uh, I'm saying so hysterical. <laughs> no,
0: but like their swag, their personality, like those three sort of have. Okay. You what I'm okay,
1: saying? Because when you said who,
0: look similar, I'm like, no, 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 no. friend like <laughs>
1: Michael Jackson. <laughs>
0: But Shout out to Carmelo Hayes, old gimmick. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, no, no pun intended. But um, yeah, but out those three, who has a, a higher ceiling? Because those are like the new Jacks. So, I, you know, I got you. Say. Um,
1: you know, the new Jacks that bring the swag, if you will. Yeah. And yeah. If we're talking about bringing the swag, I gotta go with Montez Ford because I bring the swag like nobody can. I don't mean to brag, but I'm about it. yeah. Bum, so,
0: bum, bum. You, you would think in, like, five years, he'd be the guy that, A, would more have a mainstream appeal, um, be pushed higher just stand a third? Yes. Um, okay. He's already got the, the Rock's
1: signature of approval.
0: Okay. Uh, the
1: Rock tweeted out one time a couple months ago, Montez Ford is going to be a future WWE champion.
0: Yeah, but he said the same thing about Ricochet, too. <laughs> and we've seen how far Ricochet has gone. That may change now. True. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, yeah, now that Triple H, and as he, you know, we mentioned he, you know, had an interview saying he, him and Rock had a Iron Man match, but now also Triple H is in the news because your man might be coming back. Uh, well, Not probably might be. Yeah, it's probably hundred percent. It's hundred percent probably. He's already back. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Wow. Friday night on SmackDown, inserted with into the title picture
0: with Scarlett.
1: Wow. I haven't so, watched it yet. What did but you say? Spoilers have been all over the place.
0: Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, right now, what do you think of the the Hel- Not Helmsley, but the Levesque era so far.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, and to be fair, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown this past week. Okay. But I've read the spoilers.
0: Okay.
1: And, uh, I mean, I'm th- everyone knows Killer Cross. That's my guy. Right, um, you know our our longtime listeners out there that have been listening for the past year and one month, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, but but y'all know uh, I've been talking about since we started this podcast. Killer Cross is the man, uh, and yeah, you put him and Scarlet Bordeaux together, and you've got you're you're just printing money. Like like call them uh, not M-M-M. the Pentagon. What's what's that place?
0: Uh, I don't know, wherever it is that they print money. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, but say the travel chief goes through. Drew is Killer Cross gonna be the man to dethrone the travel chief? Yes, and, and he really, yes. Out of all the guys, he should be able to take the title off of him. Yes. All right, let me hear this breakdown. He's
1: he's the man. And if you want to push a new young star, I yep. mean, he's not young, young, but he's right. young enough. And especially in the audience's eyes, they haven't really seen much of him. Does he bring marketability? Yes. Okay. I mean, you look at his package and presentation in NXT. Yep. A- and I mean, whoo, talk about marketability. Uh, you know, so if they, if they bring that to the main roster. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you, again, you're just printing money. Fort Knox, not Fort Knox. We're, hold on. We're asking the Google machine. Where does the U.S. print money?
2: According to the U.S. Currency Education Program, the Bureau of Engraving and Printing receives the print order and manufactures Federal Reserve notes at its facilities in Washington, D.C. and Fort Worth,
1: Texas. Okay. There you go. I feel like when we were younger, there, there used to be a name for it because I'm looking here and it's just like the Treasury Department's Bureau of Engraving and Printing.
0: Uh, on, I guess like, the treasury department,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and oh, here we go. U.S. Mint makes the coins,
0: okay? Oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like
1: that's maybe what, what I remember hearing because I'm like, I remember people being like, oh, like it's like printed money, like so maybe it's the <laughs> U.S. Mint that I'm thinking about, like, yeah.
0: Uh, now, I was gonna say, for Roman, would that make him look weak? Because all right, you, you had programs against Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. All went through all them um, like you know, like butter, and then all of a sudden you lose against Killer Cross. Like, is that good for his character? I guess it'll
1: be fine for his character. Okay, you can't look weak after beating all those people, but then you
0: lose against a much smaller opponent.
1: I don't know that Cross is that much smaller than Roman. I, I'm curious to see them next to each other.
0: Okay.
1: Um. I, from what I understand, what happened on SmackDown was uh, McIntyre was challenging Reigns, you know, for um, Clash at the Castle. Yep. And uh, Cross came out and attacked McIntyre. Okay. Um, that's what I believe happened. Again, haven't watched it yet, but uh, I believe that is what happened. And so I'm like, so we'll we'll get a chance real soon to see Cross next to the well. I mean, I guess yeah on SmackDown. We'll, he are, we've seen him now next to McIntyre, yeah, um, yeah. And so I have to believe real soon we'll be seeing him next to Roman Reigns, and we'll get a good idea of how they how they measure up. Okay, all but, right, uh, yeah. But yeah, um, Cross uh, talk about mainstream appeal. Him and Scarlett Bordeaux are just a gorgeous couple. How would you um, book two
0: heels going against each other?
1: yeah that 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 part of it would be interesting but i because think you, roman can't, you can't make
0: roman a face he's too they acknowledge me think it's too ingrained as a heel
1: but here's the thing i think you can make him a face <clears> and, <throat> and keep his gimmick exactly the same
0: okay i want to hear this and Cause... probably triple h does too so
1: <laughs> so yeah triple h man you should be listening to uh before the three count <laughs> which uh <I'll clears> quick <throat> side note because we got yep. two new subscribers last night and, uh, they uh, they both would like to be on the podcast uh, at some point, so uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah, and um, the shout out to Foxy Calvin Campbell. Yep, and to the man that is smarter than you and smarter than me,
0: Willie Miles. Okay, all right, looking forward to it.
1: Yes. Yep. And uh, so yeah, we'll have them on real soon. Foxy <coughs> might be will, Willie will be easier. Um, he is awake on Sunday mornings and he doesn't have church until ten thirty. Okay. So so we'll be able to get him on here pretty easy and probably pretty soon. Uh, Foxy might be a little bit more challenging because him and AM don't exactly mix. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we'll make all of it happen.
0: Okay. All right. But, uh, yeah, how would
1: you uh, book uh, so, you know, uh How I would book this. Um,
0: and I guess I have to pick it up from where they're at,
1: because uh, I, I probably would have done things a little bit differently. Uh, okay. But picking it up from where it's at, you know, it's like, alright, well, if Cross has attacked Drew McIntyre, um, you've got a few options here. Mm-hmm. You could have Cross uh, you know, kind of just be like, that was a warning shot, like, let you know, I'm here. And yep. then you can have Cross go off and do something else. You don't okay. even have to mess with McIntyre or Roman. Okay. Uh, Cross can go off and like beat up some other people. Okay. While McIntyre says, "Cross, I'm gonna get you, but right now I- I'm after the title, so I'm, I'm gonna leave you alone. But okay. You're not my priority." Okay. Get the clash at the castle. Have Roman beat McIntyre. Okay. Now McIntyre's like. I, I lost to Roman, and maybe that's because my eye wasn't on on him fully. I had Cross in the back of my mind. So okay. Cross. Now I want you. You know, I don't know why he said it like Apollo Creed, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so now you've got Cross and McIntyre in a feud where Cross goes over. Okay. Uh, and again, this is me picking it up from where it's at because I would not have had Cross come in with McIntyre right away. Right, um, right, right, right. Since that's what we've done, that's where I'm going to take it from. Right. And so then Cross and McIntyre feud, Cross goes over and Cross is like, well, McIntyre was the last guy to challenge the throne. I beat him. I'm ready to do this. A- and Roman, you know, be like, oh, I'm glad to see you here to acknowledge me. And Blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay. Cross has to just be more, more dastardly. Um Last night, I, I was sitting under the learning tree from Slick Wagner Brown. Okay. Uh, and, and one of the things that I love about life, not just wrestling, but about life, yep. is that you can always learn something new. Um, and, and last night, when I was sitting under the learning tree, Slick, he, he likes to use the phrase, he, he doesn't say baby or heel. Okay. Uh, he, he says hero or villain. I like it. Yes. And, uh, and he was explaining... That, you know, your hero should be tough, should be smart, like, and attributes that people can get behind. Right, 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 I had to agree with that. And then he started talking about the villain, and he said, your villain can be those same things. Okay. He's like, your villain doesn't have to be an idiot. He's like, your villain <laughs> can be smart, your villain can be tough, but what's the difference between the villain and the hero The villain is willing to do anything to win. Right. The villain will hit you with a car. The villain will use weapons. The villain will do anything it takes to win. Right. Whereas the hero is only going to follow the rules. Right. And so I think it would be very easy to flip Roman Babyface, keeping the gimmick the same. Because I think people love Roman at this point. Love the gimmick. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think it'd be real easy to switch in Babyface, keep the gimmick the same, and then he's just like, you know what? Like, I'm a man. I stand on my own two feet. I'm honorable. I'm this and that, and, and, and what have you. And and then Killer Cross is like, well, I, I'm here to to kill you and take what's yours. I don't care what gets in the way. And you start doing things where Cross like takes out Heyman, takes out the Usos. Roman has to show compassion for them. Roman becomes the hero. Cross, Cross becomes the villain.
0: And do you hold this so it makes it easier than when if Roman and Rock do have WrestleMania event, neither one of the no one's the champ. So I, I, I'm torn on that one. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think if neither one's the champ, yep. Well, now you've got a lot more questions as far as who's actually going to win.
0: So that makes it better, man?
1: That's why I said I'm torn. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm like, on the one hand, yeah. Because I'm like, if neither one's a champ, you start questioning, like, well, does Rock win? Because he's the Rock and he's the Hollywood guy, or does Roman win? Like, Because right.
0: Ro- you can't even call Roman full-time anymore. And you really can't do no passing of the torch type thing because Roman is that guy. You know? Right. So, there's, so yeah, that's, so there's no passing of the torch there. Right. No, there's no need... So, and, like the, I said, and since he's being part time he's not going to be there for that long
1: right Um. so, so I'm like you've you got some intrigue there I'm like if the belt is on Roman you assume Roman is going to win right no one expects The Rock to be there after WrestleMania but then,
0: and if Cross takes the title off of Roman do you work that program all the way up to WrestleMania and The Rock just mysteriously pops up Mean like I want to challenge Roman <laughs> <laughs> oh here we go here we uh-huh. go Okay.
1: You ready for this?
0: Yep. Are
1: you sitting down?
0: I am. <laughs> if you're wearing a
1: hat, is it secured tightly?
0: <laughs> no. No hat. <laughs> all right. All
1: good. Make sure you got your gym hat strapped
0: for protection.
1: <laughs> me. Um, so here we go. Cross builds up a, a, a streak of bodies. Roman Roman just keeps saying, here, here we go. So after, after uh, Clash of the Castle... Cross right. and McIntyre feud. Right. Cross gets over. Right. Cross says he wants Roman. Roman says, no, you haven't been here long enough. You're just a little puppy. I'm the big dog in the yard. Right. Cross starts racking up bodies. Right. As he's racking up bodies, he's putting it on Roman's head. Roman doesn't care. Yep. But now Cross starts going after Heyman. Cross starts yep. going after the Usos. Now you've started the transition Roman to babyface.
0: Okay, you
1: get to the Royal Rumble. Cross and Roman in the main event at the Royal Rumble 2023 yep. Yep. for the undisputed championship. Yep. Roman now the babyface going in fighting for the honor of the bloodline, yep. fighting for the honor of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Uh, him across in a vicious battle. Roman seemingly hasn't won. All of a sudden the helicopter hits. Not really, because that would take too long. But <laughs> you know, is cooking. Somehow the rock, the rock comes down and interferes in the match. Okay. Costing Roman the match. Uh giving Cross the title. And the Rock says to Roman, I'm the head of the table. The only reason there even is a bloodline is because I exist. I okay. set, the, you know, set the, the precedent. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Now, now you're on and running to WrestleMania, baby, with heel Hollywood Rock in full force.
0: But would people really boo The Rock?
1: I think they
0: would. I mean, all right. Like the same thing. Like if if Cross attack Heyman, would people really feel bad for Roman? Because no one really likes. Heyman, or, you know, uh, Usos are heels, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, would there be compassion
1: behind? Oh, definitely guilty? would. They're they're definitely think so? I know so. Okay. I don't think so. I know so. Okay. Because um, Heyman, like, here, here's the thing, again, how easy it is to switch a, a villain and a, a hero. Uh-huh. Yeah, no one likes Heyman, but at the end of the day, Heyman's not a fighter. He's okay. an older guy, so if you beat up an older guy... You feel bad
0: for that older guy. Especially yeah, but he a, didn't do
1: anything to deserve it.
0: Yeah, but the the crowd these days is somewhat like uh, it's a, it's a lot of smarts, so a lot of them will just do it uh, to go against the grain.
1: True, you know? but I think in this case, a lot of those smarts like Heyman. And Heyman has good equity with the smarts because the okay. smarts believe Heyman produces good wrestling. Okay. All so right. yeah, I think this is easy. I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I never thought about this. And okay. Now, now we've we've come up with money for WWE. They they should but, be they should be listening to our podcast first and foremost. But once uh, again, like,
0: uh, with the Rumble has always been tradition that whoever won the Rumble gets main event shot at Mania.
1: That's fine. So whoever wins the Rumble wrestles Killer Cross
0: for the title. So you want to have Rock and Roman close out the show?
1: Oh, I'd still have Rock and Roman close out the show. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying. The whoever wins the rumble and it's two nights, so rock and roll. Oh, that's right, on Sunday night. Yeah, uh, and whoever he's going to kill, close out Saturday night. Okay, boom shakalaka, baby.
0: So would you have uh All right, so if Drew and would you would you have Drew and Killer Cross's program extend possibly into? No. All right, so I, so I'm thinking like. If Cross takes a title just as in the third, would you have Drew win the Rumble and continue their feud? No. from? Okay, all right. I would not. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just saying so they might have a great, they might have a good match at, you know, the, uh, Crown Chase, whatever it's called. Um, they might work together. Like, who would you want to have a lengthy program for Cross with? Hmm. Because we just said Roman got to be, like, a quick one to the degree yep. The rock program.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I honestly I don't want Frost to have any lengthy views. Uh, not at first. I, I okay. want I want him to just be racking up bodies.
0: So you want him to be book similar to last like Roman is.
1: Yeah, yep. Okay. Um,
0: and uh to
1: quote my my main man, uh I think it's Maynard James Keenan. Um uh, uh, he needs to be counting bodies like sheep.
0: Okay. What well, do you? Are you a fan of the unstoppable? Like we had <clears throat> in the past, we had like Stone Cold getting Ws. We had Goldberg getting Ws. We had um, uh, Brock getting Ws, like nonstop. Now Roman to the extent getting you know nonstop Ws. Do you do you like that type of uh, wrestler? Like that's just at a point when unstoppable.
1: It's, when it's the right person and when it's yep. done right, I do. Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: using Cross as the example, his NXT run was beautiful.
0: Right. But then uh, again, the NXT roster was a little bit smaller, so it was more believable. That, uh, that is very true. Raw SmackDown guys are much bigger. You know, the, mm-hmm. That's the reason why they called up to the main stage, I guess. So You're not wrong there. Um, uh, if Randy wasn't uh, injured, I would have had him start a program together first. You know, to establish his like, you know, Randy's a vet They, uh, he can somewhat still go and like, he's a name you know what I mean? I feel
1: you, I like it getting uh, like dropped
0: out. in with like Roman and well, Drew and Roman to like, uh, you know yeah, I, I it's, agree it's, with you. It's very premature
1: <laughs> I agree with you and that's why I had to preface when, when I was doing my booking, I, I said I have to just pick it up from where it's at I think, I
0: think I think Triple H this way Yeah, he was just so giddy to get him back. He was like, "I'm gonna punch you in anybody. <laughs> right. Like he was just like <laughs> so happy to have him back. Yeah, <laughs> he, he forgot to like. All right, we got like, we got staff. We got to crawl before we walk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears>
0: oh <throat> um, uh... Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting uh, to see how you know the Levesque era handles things. But I it's give so I give him time. We have had the Vince era for so long, it's sort of like yeah. we, got, 40 we got years. Yeah. Well Well I w I wanna say forty years was all Vince because don't forget he yeah, had Pat. You know what I'm saying?
1: But How I mean Vince took over the company in
0: nineteen eighty two. Right, right, but it wasn't all Vince ideas, all Vince booking.
1: But he was the it was You know, you know and what I'm saying? Everything ran through him.
0: Right, right. He got the final say so. And, but uh, at least, I think when, when, you know, Pat was around, I think, was, uh, not Slaughter, yeah, Slott was, was Slaughter a booker? I think
1: at one point he was.
0: Oh, like Monsoon, like the the older guys, like that, you know, ran probably with his father's promotion, he probably listened to their, their ideas more, like, yep. like, ah, you're right. But then towards, obviously, when he became ben, Benny Mac, he was like, all, I'm just listening to myself.
1: <laughs> I, I feel you, and that's where things may have gone gone a little left
0: off the rails. Yeah, so I'm hoping Triple H does the same that he listens to guys too, and it's not all about. But I think he would. Yeah,
1: I feel like Triple H. He's an old school wrestling fan, um, so I think you know. I think he definitely would listen to, especially some some knowledgeable sources.
0: But they gotta get some of the. They gotta get those TV Hollywood writers out the, out the box, though. Agree. They got to go. <laughs> They're not helping nobody. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give, I'll give Triple H a cool ten years and see how he's doing. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like that that thought, that approach. But it also, he has to answer Nick Khan too.
1: True, but I mean, Triple H is the head of creative. Right.
0: So, so that's that's his that's his. Right, but I mean, he only he has, has to like, answer
1: to Nikon if Nikon is like things are going left, like you need to exactly.
0: Train. And he has to answer the investors. Like investors might want, like you know, Roman to not lose to you know, uh, killer cross, You know what I'm saying? But the investors that they don't have any say like that. You don't think so?
1: I know so. They don't. They don't. Okay. They, they can complain about it. They can do, but right. they don't have
0: any say. Especially Vince being eighty percent share owner. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Like, I'm curious to know, like, where his, was, was he, you know, where he's going to go with this. Like, if he doesn't like, you know, such and such being booked a certain way, where he, like, popping that there at Triple H's ear? Yeah, like, listen, pal, <laughs> this doesn't uh, work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's when things get tough, because it's the son-in-law.
0: Right. Like, but maybe yeah, Stephanie will how- be there to quill all that. Uh, or will she,
1: like, or is she like, well, daddy says. I don't know. I don't. I don't get the feeling it will be like that.
0: But right. You never right, 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 right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Create some real interesting holiday dynamics.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, is Johnny Gargano coming back too? Since uh, we're talking about old Triple H guys from NXT.
1: One would have to think, right? Right. Like you know, you you look at he he didn't go to AEW and you have to assume that's for some reason. Right. Um, and maybe he looked at the landscape and was like, yeah, there's enough guys floating around there at that top that he's not going to be there. Right. Um, and maybe he, something that the princess and I were talking about last night. Yep. Triple H, you know, might have, might have told certain people like, hey, like, if you're in an okay spot, like, wait it out a little bit.
0: But, yep. Um, yep. Who knows? What's going on with MJF?
1: That's a very attractive question. Um, radio silence.
0: Yeah. And his yeah. contract doesn't end until what? 20, 2024? Yeah, 2024. So about uh, a year and a half and some change. Year and a half. Yeah. Not yep. exactly two years, but. <clears throat>
1: and uh, so, yeah, a little, little, about a year and a
0: year and some change. Yeah. Like, is it... can he. Can wrestlers, since y'all are independent contractors, can you break out of your contract or will you get be liable for getting sued?
1: So far, time and time again, it's been proven that it, it will go to court and it will cost a lot of money. And so okay. as a wrestler, like unless you've got Hulk Hogan money, yep. it's not worth it.
0: Have wrestlers done that?
1: I don't know, honestly. Uh, I have to think they, they have. And they probably, okay. uh, then it's like, well, we're going to take you to court and WWF, they've got lawyers on on retainer. Right, so... so. No, nothing to them.
0: Because I'm so, thinking like if MJF was like, forget AEW and Tony Khan, I'm, you know, deuces, and then it goes and signs with an event, uh, events so WWE, like, what's the blowback from that? You know, from like a litigation stance oh he definitely could not sign for
1: wwe okay that he could not do um it, it's it's illegal for them to even talk to him
0: well now he's under is contract. it but as the mjf character or is this him as a no like him say him say as we, a person oh okay i was if like you came with a yeah another gimmick or some mad nope. or something like
1: that <laughs> no nope. him as a person cannot talk to wwe while he's under contract with aew wow um, i didn't know what yeah, yep in fact, uh, Cody Rhodes talked about when he first became VP yep. um, in Aew.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: it created some problems because he did, now like if he has friends that like are wrestling in WWE, yep. legally he can't talk like their contract information with them. Oh wow. And uh, there have been a few, so just a couple of examples. There was a big uh, impact lawsuit uh, a few years ago okay wwe sued impact because uh impact had somehow i'm probably from the dirt sheets i feel like this information is out there for everybody okay but impact got like the information for like people's contracts okay and then like started talking to them like right before the contracts were up uh... and, and somehow wwe found out about this and yeah that was a big lawsuit and, like impact took a hit um no pun intended um, and then another one uh, is Brock Lesnar. A lot of people might not know this. Um, when Brock Lesnar first left WWE to go play football, yep, that's fine. He can go play football. Yep. But he, he then went to he he went to New Japan and became the New Japan uh, heavyweight champion. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. WWE sued him.
0: Sued him on New Japan.
1: Him, Brock Lesnar. Oh wow. Did they win? They did. Okay. Because the, the terms of them letting him go was he could go do anything but wrestle.
0: Oh, wow. Now, was if he made, like, a cameo appearance? That's a good question. And uh, then he end up, like, taking a bump from it. Like, you know, he wasn't per se in a match. But then, like, somebody, like, did, like, a work punch on him and brawl and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm I'm going to guess even that probably not allowed. Okay, okay. Um, and so, so all you and, can do is shake hands or kiss babies.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: <laughs> so, hey, well, then maybe MJF can do that or, like, can he, like, just sit in the crowd? And they some... cannot
1: show him while oh, he's on okay. the contract with AEW. Ah,
0: that's crazy. Yep. Oh, here's another one. What's that? He can wrestle on a mask. <laughs> you know, he can be conquistador number three.
1: I mean, there's, there's a lot of legal, legalities there, but,
0: Unless you show you the face, you want to know who it is. That, that is true. That is very true. <laughs> but, now, uh, if they pay them, it'd be a little bit different because they, you know, it, with his independent contractor form with W4 or whatever, y'all. Right. It, that's it. where it would all come out. Exactly. This. Um, that's this why you go weird. old school. You go old school territory, Pay money at the table, just cash. I feel you.
1: Jim Cornette always says that that how the business should be run. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, because that's how it used to be, and there yep. were no contracts. You you got tired of one place, you just up and went to the other place.
0: But then again, you have wrestlers pull guns on you because you didn't pay them their money. <laughs>
1: you Should have paid them their money.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, um, last night at the show, yep, uh, somebody got Logan... a gun pulled on them. Nobody got a gun pulled on them. (laughs) Um, No, nobody got a gun pulled on them. Black and Slick, they were reminiscing about a show that they were on together uh, years ago. Yeah, and Logan Black's like, oh, you remember the show in like blah 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 blah. I'm not gonna say where because that'll give away too much information. Yeah. But Slick was like, oh yeah, blah 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 blah. I remember that, and the blah 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 was on the show in the main event. Logan Black's like, of course they were. Blah 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 blah. And Logan Black's like, man, that was a show where everyone had trouble getting paid, right? And Slick's like, yeah, I got paid though. Oh, you gotta get you gotta
0: get Slick on the show too
1: i know i definitely do um we were actually chatting a little bit last night we did not get into the podcast but uh it was the first time chatting with slick since uh corona and all that gotcha um so it's good to uh how do you work reopen that door if you will yeah reset communication yes yep exactly (laughs) and uh so yeah we will definitely uh now that we've got uh did they say back in touch
0: did they say how they got their money or how he got his money
1: he just kind of laughed and like winked, you know? So.
0: I <laughs> gotcha, I gotcha. Well, I was like, yeah. Was, Does that happen um, a lot uh, in the, in the, in the biz? Or the indie biz, I should say? Um,
1: a lot is a relative term. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, it
0: happens way more than it should. Okay, and have, have uh, you had to raise your voice to get paid?
1: I definitely have. I, I've had that oh, wow. on a couple of occasions. Um, and then, uh, it's, I've also, <laughs> uh, I, I had a promoter who I won't mention by name, but anybody that is a wrestler in the new England area will know exactly who I'm talking about and they will yep. share a chuckle because yep. uh, yep. I've definitely had promoters to come up to me and say, Hey, Hey brother. Ah had a lighthouse tonight. Uh, Sorry, I don't have any money, but uh, I can pay you with some
0: weed, if that's okay. Hilarious. Right? (laughs) Hilarious. Uh
1: So, yeah, I've definitely had that happen. Did Uh,
0: you you say that doesn't work for me, brother? No, I took it because I knew it was that or nothing. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I need some sort of value out of this (laughs) trip. That's
0: terrible. That's terrible. (laughs) Uh But, uh, did, for the most part, do you feel like they're actually telling you the truth? It, it is a lighthouse and, you know what I'm saying, at the gate wasn't really what they initially thought, but, they, you know, it was going to be the turnout?
1: Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. Um, Funny funny enough story, uh, you know, my tag team, The Fellowship with the SOG. and uh, who? Ronnie Ribs. Becomes, yes, Ronnie Ribs. Uh, when I become a multimillionaire, I'm going to hire him to be my bodyguard. There you go. Uh, this <laughs> On one occasion, the same promoter. Uh, but this time, it was the two of us. It was Ronnie and I as a team. Yep. And um, promoter pulled a lighthouse deal. And he didn't even offer any weeder. He was just like, oh, it was a lighthouse tonight, guys. I'm really sorry. Like, you know, but we got some extra food in the back. <laughs> like, yeah, it's terrible. And yeah. Uh, by my tag team partner, the S.O.G. He, he pulled, uh, this ain't gonna work for me, brother, <laughs> and we got our pay.
0: Um, uh, there you go. And so, another, you gotta get Ronnie on the on the shizzo.
1: Yes, we've talked about that multiple times, actually, he and uh,
0: I. And uh, so yeah, that we definitely gotta.
1: That's just a matter of scheduling.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, First, um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's a shame that you know promoters. You know, sometimes got to do that for the guys.
1: It, it is. But um, it
0: happens, I guess, if, you, if you're if you not making, you know, anything at the gate, which which I guess contracts come into play to be, you know, to have a contract. It's so nice to be guaranteed pay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely something to be said for that. Although, <laughs> Cornette brings up an interesting uh, point when it comes to guaranteed pay. He's like, the, the problem... Is now you have no incentive to to do better and to try to get people into the show, okay? Because you are getting but paid that, no the, matter but what. That's the,
0: but that's the promoter's job to do, though, right?
1: Yes, but like if it, if you if you didn't have a guaranteed contract, you are going to help out. You are going to be like, I want to do whatever I can to make sure as many people are here so I can get you know my money that I am owed.
0: Well, other in especially the because ring, they, you have to
1: base it on the house.
0: But I'm saying, but other than performing in the ring, what else can a wrestler like y'all not point out flyers and stuff like that?
1: So, no, but you 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 cut telling promos. You uh, and, and that's another thing too. Like, if you look online, yep. there's millions of wrestlers. Yep. not very many of them are cutting promos to to like tell you about their next shows. Me included.
0: Me included. Oh, yeah I, never, yeah, I never thought of
1: that. You know, and, and why? Because we get paid the same either way. So
0: why? why yeah, but when do them? wrestlers ever have, when have you ever seen that in the history of wrestling?
1: Oh, back in the day in the territories? That's yeah. that
0: how it would be. Really? Um, yeah. Did have, I guess, do they have clips of this like online? A wrestler's there like, there, must be.
1: there, there okay. must be. um In fact, I know there is. I, I'm thinking about all those
0: old WWF
1: promos. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to be in Worcester, uh, blah, 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 you know? and
0: do Yeah, but blah, I think blah. Th- Vince made sure they did that. That wasn't out the, they didn't do that, but, you know, out the kindness of the eyes. Be like, all right, Vince, I'm going to do, you know, a quick promo that tells, you know, where we're next at. You know what I mean? No, but
1: I, I will say from hearing Cornette talk, I know in the yep. territories, it would be like, all right, like, on Wednesday, the, the studio is available. Yeah, You know, and so guys would know, like, well, then let me get down there and shoot some promos and try to help get people into this building. I got
0: you. I got you. But like I said, that's more of a booker too. two. Like, if I'm a, if I'm a promoter of, a, you know, an indie fed and I want to get my name out there, I'm going to have wrestlers be like, yeah, all right, guys, cut this promo, blah, 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 I paste it on YouTube and keep it, you know, social media sites and, you know, hopefully bring in the, you know, revenue. You know what I mean? Like I said, think- at the end of the day, this should go to the promoter less to the boys.
1: It, it, it's a I feel like it should be 70 30.
0: Yeah, 70 okay. promoter, 70 I like, the promoters uh, that's a good percentage. That's a good percentage. Yeah.
1: Cause even like getting them to do the promo, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here. Yeah. Um for, for the show I did last night, uh yep. CWA. Um, they had asked me like two months ago to cut a promo for them for their show. And, and like it took me like a month to do it. Oh wow. And, and it's you know, and it's one of those things because it's like and this is bad on my part, but part of it's like, I'm like, well, they're doing all their advertising on Facebook. I won't see this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but, but the other part of it, like, again, I'm like, Oh, like there's no impact to me either way. I'm like, I'm going to get paid what I get paid. But if it was like, Oh brother, like, you know, the, we, we want to make sure this venue is filled because, like, you're getting paid a percentage. Yeah. And I'd be like, man, I want to make sure this venue is filled. I'm going to tell everybody, you know, that I know, come on out to this show, like, you know.
0: Yeah, would that be Would that be a dicey thing for all right, promoters to be, like, uh, I'll give you a percentage of the gate. Like, would you rather a percentage of the gate or pay on the table? You know what I mean?
1: Well, you still pay it under the table either way.
0: Oh, okay. Um.
1: But because back in the day it was percentage of the gate, but you still got paid in cash, right? Because uh, that's—I mean, they literally at the end of the night count up the money and like give you your your portion of it. Okay, okay. And that's how the business would run back then. Okay. Um, and that's what cornet. Often talks about how. Uh, him and the Midnight Express, they had like a system. Okay. Um, they would either like try to become friends with like the person doing tickets at the door, okay, because um, they wanted to know what that number was, so they didn't get screwed. Because of okay. course promoters would do that. You know, there'd be six thousand people and the promoter, be like, oh, there was five thousand, so this is your percentage, right? Um, but but yeah, so they would try to become friends with the person that counting the tickets, so uh, they could be like, no, actually, we talked to so and so, and like we know this is how many tickets they were sold, you know? Okay, so, all right. Um, but I I, don't, I have no problem with that basing it off percentage of the gate. Yeah. Um, because well then that means well well here all right it's a double edge it, it, it's two parts to that. Okay. Because I, I think yeah I, I have no problem with it being based off the gate, but the promoter has to be doing his seventy, and right. the wrestlers have to be doing their thirty. Right. And and if that's the case, then you should fill up the building because if the promoter's doing his 70, he, he's promoting the show, telling yep. everybody about it. He's also got good talent on the show that people are going to want to
0: go see. Right. Well, I mean, but it's a little harder, though, in the indies, though, like his names are independent wrestlers are so all over the place from different areas. It's so hard to establish a fan base unless you get like a legacy name, like a, you know, like a. Uh, Like a Slick or even like old WWF guys like Honky Tonk or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to, like, you know, have a fan base from, like, indie wrestlers unless, like, you're a fan. I disagree. Okay. NCW. Okay. They never use a name. Really? Yeah. Never, 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 never,
1: never, never, never. never.
0: They never had a name. Like, no Tony Atlas, no... No. Okay, okay. Like, forgetting the beverage.
1: Never, never, never. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, um, they, they never use any sort of names. It's only NCW talent. Um, and NCW has a, a rabid following. Um, you know, <laughs> it's uh, just as an example, last night, um, I'm in Gloucester. Yep. And, and two fans after the show approached me and they're like, we can't wait to see you August 26th for the title at NCW. Ah, okay. All right. So, How they know that? How they know? Yeah, just from N C W promotes. Okay. Okay. N C W is on the Twitter machine. Ah, uh, okay. Putting out their matches. They've got a website. Okay.
0: Uh, YouTube page.
1: They... Yeah, they have a YouTube page.
0: All right. Definitely, uh, get check that on. You know, uh, folks that are listening should definitely check out their YouTube page as well yeah. as their, their Twitter page. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> cool. as uh, I was gonna say, um, before we, you know, uh, you know, wrap up, why don't you uh, let f- folks know, you know, how uh, this past weekend's uh, show went? Cause you you sort of hinted that you, you know, Slick was on the show and you know you guys were talking. So why don't you go a little more depth about the show?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so last night was cwa uh out of gloucester massachusetts um action-packed show some big names on the show um including matt cardona aka zach Ryder. he was Uh, there he was there nice did you get a Uh, chance to chop it up with him i did not okay he had his own locker room
0: uh, and, uh, what do you think about? All right, real sign note. What do you think about like headline guys not being in the back, being in the room with the boys?
1: That's tough. Okay. Uh, I'm because here's the thing. Oh, I I feel like, and I'm probably gonna ruffle feathers with this one, but. That's what we do. And if anyone's got a problem, you can come after me. Uh, <laughs> Please don't come don't. after me online because I won't. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> uh, <laughs> But come after me a person. Confine yeah, oh, you don't
0: want, yeah, want that. But uh <laughs> put it out there. Call me
1: Takashi, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who wants but, that? Uh, <laughs> what's the hot take?
1: Well yeah, no, uh, here's the thing. I think I think uh, names and things they should be in the back with the boys, okay, because that's how the boys will learn. Like, okay, the boys, you know, you want your boys to see. Like, so the main event last night was Brian Myers versus Frankie Kazarian, okay. And I'm like, how beneficial would it be for the talent on that show to watch those two talk over their match?
0: Okay, like, well, I mean, so he call in the ring? I don't know. Oh, okay, so it was, uh, um. I mean, was it uh, Myers? Had their own um, room. I was, oh, so Myers, too, and, and Frankie,
1: they had their own uh, room? Yeah, there, there was like, there, there was, the, the, it was called the, uh, well, technically, it was called locker room number one. There were, okay. Because uh, there were four locker rooms at last night's show. Okay. And, uh, locker room number one had Frankie Kazarian, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and Brian Malonis okay. um, in it, which was funny to me because Slick was in the regular locker room with the rest of us. Uh-huh. And I'm like, is Brian Malonis a bigger
0: name than Slick? Who's Brian Malonis? Exactly. <laughs> oh no, like for real for real. Like, what was his uh, gimmick name?
1: Um Ring of Honor, the Beer City Bruisers tag team. I don't know if you've ever heard of them.
0: Mm, what is he nah? What does he look like?
1: He's really big. Um you would remember him from old school New England stuff. Um, but but yeah, I'm like, he's just a Big guy. Like he's probably Does he have, like like, like, a,
0: like a like a like a like a a huge beard. At one point he might have. He doesn't I, I know really who you're know. you talking about. Uh they, well oh yes, I know who you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah. About. But wait a minute, he was never like in the Federation, nothing like that, right?
1: No. Okay. Um, Ring of Honor.
0: Which, he was a Ring of Honor? The, yeah,
1: he was a Ring of Honor. Like the before right before it shut down. Um, oh, okay. he was in the tag team, the Beer City Bruisers. Okay. But I'm like, Slick wrestled in Ring of Honor, like back when Ring of Honor was good.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a little, uh, okay. Now, let's put, let's, if you were a name like that, though, would you want to be in the back with, would you so want to be separated? So here's
1: where it gets controversial. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so here's the hot take because I'm yeah. like, it would be so beneficial for the names to be back there and for the boys to be able to watch them. Like, I think about when I was coming up. Yes, man, how great that would have been! Like to have like top guys that are still working at a top level, yeah, like on a show to just sit and watch them talk over a match,
0: right? That would have been huge for me, right?
1: It would have been huge for anybody around and involved, but but we didn't have that, right? And, and so I, I think to last night's show, and I'm like, man, that even for me now, that would have been huge. Right. To watch Frankie Kazarian and Brian Myers put together their, their match. Right. Um, even if it was just, they were like, oh, we'll just call it in the ring, bro. High five. I'd right. Like, All right. Well, then let me see how they do. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so that'd be extremely beneficial. Um, but with that being said, yep. <laughs> there, there were a lot of young cats on last night's show. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, guys with not a lot of experience. Right. Um, that that I personally don't know. And so this okay. isn't a knock on anybody. Okay. But it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, because there's a bunch of people I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna act. Okay. And, and so it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I do kinda and there were a lot of
0: people on last night's show. Okay. Um
1: So you think they would probably there was like a ask, man Battle Royal and there are like a lot matches.
0: of matches. You think there'd be a lot of weird Mark type questions being asked instead of like legit learn how to like do things.
1: Yeah, like
0: they're possible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. So uh,
1: that's where it's like, I get it. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate.
1: It, it really is. Um, you know, but I,
0: it is what it is, I guess, right? You know, such, yeah. as, such as life. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, uh yeah, so you were in a six-man tag uh... <laughs> Yes, I was in a six-man six tag, tag.
1: tag match. Um, it was myself. Uh, it was Logan Black, a uh, well-known wrestler from the New York tri-state area. All right. Um, and Foxy Calvin Campbell, uh, managed by the outrageous Dr. Ozone. Okay. Um, so it was the three of us. Taking on the team of New England veterans.
0: Wait, so uh, Doc was uh, in ring performing? No, no, no. Imagine. Oh, he, he was oh okay. No, you see, the three of us. I was like, what? <laughs> me, me, Logan, and Foxy. Oh, Logan, that's it. I'm sorry, my <laughs> yep, bad. Yep, <laughs> all
1: good, all good. Yes, Logan Black from New York. But it was the three of us taking on the New England veterans, which right. uh, I felt kind of funny about because I'm like. I'm kind yeah. of, in the back, like me, Slick and Bo were hanging out, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, yeah, those are my peoples. Um, I mean, they are definitely veterans compared to me. I'm like, yeah. they're who trained me. Right. But I'm like, eh. I'm, I'm in a funny stage, I guess, because I'm like, I'm not a new guy by any means. I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. Yeah. But like in New England, for whatever reason, like I'm not looked at as a veteran. Right. Like, it's such a funny thing.
0: Well, because you were mostly in your career up in Maine, and a good chunk of it was in New York as well.
1: But, I mean, that doesn't take away from, like, I've been doing it for however long. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm just saying visibility-wise. You know I
1: mean? guess that's fair.
0: Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people,
1: like, don't know that I've been doing it that long. Like, there are people that only know Osiris V2. And right, I had no right, No idea right. about the blonde hair and the, you know, all that stuff.
0: Right, or like your tag team, day, uh, solution days. Yeah,
1: so I'd be shocked if you know more than five people <laughs> knew that knew about the solution. Uh, but but yeah, um, uh, with all that being said, um, so it was the three of us <laughs> taking on the New England veterans. Yeah, uh, the team of Slick Wagner Brown. Bo Douglas and Setherin, uh, who many people may remember the tag team, the Nightbreed uh, in New England in the late 90s, early 2000s uh, they were a vampire tag team uh, actually this was early 2000s not late 90s, my apologies um, but yeah, early, early 2000s the, the Nightbreed vampire tag team nope no doubt but uh, yeah, so uh, it was the three of us versus the three of them in a barn burner brawl bag. I mean, it was just a regular six-man tag match, but we, we took it to the floor, and we were brawling and fighting. Um, the action was all over the place. At one point, I got my head slammed into a chair, and then I got sat upon said chair, and then I got kicked over in said chair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and probably what will go down as one of, not my favorite, but this will yep. definitely go down as one of my favorite moments in wrestling. Okay. Um, you know the spot where you put a guy's throat on, on the top of a chair and then you yep. slam the chair down? Yep. So we did that on the floor. Bo Douglas did that to me. And oh. the chair went flying and hit a kid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Bo Douglas is punching me in the face and say to the kid, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? While <laughs> punching me in the face.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, too <it's> funny. Right. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. So, good times. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So, I take it, it was a quick match or a relatively lengthy match? Um, so, um,
1: we probably went like 10, 12 minutes. Okay. All right. So... Okay. So, yeah, like brawling on the floor was a good five, six okay. of that. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, and then um, the the ending came when uh, Bo and Slick, they do a modified version of the heart attack. Okay. Um, except instead of a clothesline, Slick does uh, his leg
0: lariat. He, he, he still get ups like that? He did it off the top wow no but i'm still saying like he could get his leg up you know i'm just like not to say he's like washed but i'm just saying at that you know age you well, think well that's I why would, i said
1: that's why i pointed out though he did it off the top rope
0: right, right, right. back
1: in the day he used to do a standing really yeah he used to do the oh, standing wow. like while his opponent would be standing facing him right, 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 right. jump up and, and leg drop them wow yeah but it still look good though right oh yeah yeah still look good Okay. You know, um, but, uh, so they, they went for that on Foxy Calvin Campbell, Yep. but the outrageous Dr. Ozone, you saw it coming. He got up to distract them. Yep. Um, and then vanity Vixen, who is Setheran's, uh, manager and wife. Yeah. Um, she pulled doc Ozone off the apron, humbled him. Yep while uh, everybody was distracted logan black being the uh you know he's a i don't know if people know this about him but he's actually a wrestling trainer um, he is the head trainer at the it's not called the tough enough school but tough is definitely in the word or okay. in the name uh in brooklyn okay. um i apologize i don't remember the full name of it but it's like the tough something school uh wrestling school in brooklyn uh and he used to be before that he was the head trainer at warriors of wrestling in staten island oh wow uh, so logan black's got a lot of uh experienced training people so you yes, know he's he got does. a good mind for the business yeah um so last night in the match using his mind for the business he looked at me and said they're distracted slicks so standing up there on the top rope not paying attention let's get him and i was like yeah man let's do it mm-hmm. and, uh, so we went up there we went to go hit the double suplex But Slick, being the crafty ring veteran that he is, he was able to fight both of us off. Um, knock both of us off the ropes. And then he looked at us as we were going to go back up because we're like, there's still two of us, only one of him. And he was like, look behind you. Shouldn't have fell for it, but we did. We turned around. There was Cetheran right there. Got us both with a double flatliner. And then uh, that that allowed... uh, him and Foxy to uh, scuffle and then Foxy wound up in the arms of Bo for that modified heart attack slip came off the top rope with that leg Pow! pow! Foxy was done
0: one two three y'all gonna get any retribution in the future or is that a one and done I
1: feel like that's a one and done just because okay. this promotion doesn't really run
0: that often okay. well hopefully you guys can you know uh, carry it to another promotion
1: yeah, that'd be cool. Um, actually, Bo Douglas brought that up last night. The idea of... Because uh, Bo Douglas trained Foxy.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, yes. the reason separation. Right?
1: <laughs> and uh, so Bo Douglas brought up last night. He would love to do a tag match and a slip against me and Foxy. That'd so, be dope. Uh, yeah, you know. So we'll probably see that at some point in time.
0: What promotion is uh, Slick
1: Run? Not Slick. Um, Bo Run? Uh, Bo Douglas... Technically, right now doesn't run a promotion per se, okay. uh, but he does run a school. Uh, oh, okay. Right. Club. Oh, um, that was a promotion. All right. Well, they were doing before before uh, before the pandemic. They they were doing shows. Uh, does
0: that happen a, a lot with um, guys would take feuds um, from one promotion to another? Like if they like see each other again, like and, that's a good and, question. That's a really I, good question. I'm curious, like, would that a, I mean, promotions probably don't want other promoters taking their views, I guess, you know, taking money out of their pocket, but like, for guys to keep their, like, programs interesting, like, would, would that be, would that be a wise decision to do? I think so.
1: Um, especially in today's day and age of internet where people can yeah. actually follow across different promotions. Right.
0: Because, I mean, back in the day, it wouldn't have made any sense. Um, Well, I mean, they somewhat did it with uh, Hogan and Warrior, I guess, now thinking about it. True. Because that whole One Warrior Nation was a reflect of WrestleMania 6, when they had, you know, heat from that, so... And then, I mean, (laughs) the One Warrior Nation somewhat worked for not all the right reasons, you know? Uh, For his very lengthy promos and everything else, but I mean, like, as a kid, you know, we were like, oh... He's got to get, you know, retribution from WrestleMania 6, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now I think about, it, I think I was like the only time I've seen two storylines continue from one promotion. I guess you got somewhat, Oh well, yeah, now I think, about, or maybe where the giant was brought in as like the son of Andre the Giant, or the illegitimate son of Andre the Giant, I guess. Okay, you know? right, yeah. Or, 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 they're trying to bank off of that, but yeah, they rarely have a happens but it works
1: yeah it, when, it definitely uh, can yeah. yeah like I said especially nowadays being, oh I mean technically you could kind of say Flair going to WWF in 1991 with the WCW belt that was kind of bringing something from another promotion
0: um, right but the, they, they they never mentioned that it was from another promotion though because they blurred it out so you really
1: <laughs> right you know um, I mean? And then I was going to say Nash and Hall.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, that was a, that's a that worked perfectly. Yeah. You know, with the whole outsiders gimmick, so it, and it burnt the whole Monday Night Wars. So that I guess that's probably like the best example. Right. So I'm surprised more guys don't do it now in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it probably takes a
1: lot, you know, I mean, number one, you got to get a promoter that, that's going to get behind that. And as you mentioned, like they're not going to want to promote another someone else's company.
0: No, but if the fans know that, they should know that the fans ain't stupid to know, like, we've seen this person perform, you know what I'm saying? So might as well somewhat continue it with a twist. I I concur. Because, like, well, when Hogan went over to WCW, did they... he still brought Hulkamania, or could he not use that because that was a Titan Tower phrase? (laughs) That's a
1: great question, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it.
0: Yeah, did he ever use Hulk run Running
1: Wild? <laughs> or did they call it something else? Right. They might have called it something else at that time. Okay. But I, I really, yeah, I'm really trying to think of it now. And I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> i like, because he had the red and yellow. He was Hulk Hogan. Right. I remember him coming in, being with Shaq. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't. I don't remember if uh, it was Hulkamania running wild or not.
0: And Triple H listens, and he starts bringing back guys from AEW. You need to continue AEW storylines to WWF and see how it works.
1: I think he might.
0: You know, uh, it should be interesting. It would be interesting to see, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, where can we look next for Osiris to appear? yeah and obviously man. he won't be appearing on uh, before the three count anytime soon so
1: <laughs> no Cyrus um, is deep and you know at some point we'll have Osiris Cyrus on, on before the three count um, because I think people might find that interesting uh, especially as right now he's going through a transmogrification <laughs> um, of, of sorts yep and uh, so, yeah, it might be. Uh, in fact, as I'm thinking about it, I think uh, the week before uh, the NCW Big City Rumble, um, which is August 26th. So uh, I think the week before that, we should have Osiris on here because uh, Osiris is actually going to be, you know, buckling down harder than he's ever buckled down uh, to get ready for this match. Um, is he, oh, so he's P-S- not. He-
0: He's not uh, gonna have a flat ninety-two rumble for the Big City Rumble appearance uh, performance. Uh, no, because Osiris will not be in the Big City Rumble,
1: unfortunately. Uh, although, he's although big that City in the Rumble, rumble no pun intended. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, that is Osiris's favorite match. Um, yep. but, uh But no, Osiris will be challenging for the N.C.W. Heavyweight Championship that night uh, against world-class Channing Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is uh, very hot on the indie scene right now recently worked in London uh, or somewhere in the UK uh, I feel like he's uh... oh and I mean everyone's going to remember him from SummerSlam uh, was it last year or the year before I forget but he was security when SummerSlam was in Vegas um, he, he was a security guard at SummerSlam uh, he's been on AEW Dark recently um, so yeah, so Thomas is definitely the, he's, he's the NCW Heavyweight Champion. He's got everything going for him. Um, so Osiris uh, has no other shows, and this is intentionally, uh, between now and August 26th. Osiris is going to be hitting the gym harder than he's hit the gym. Like I said, he's going to be buckling down more than he's ever buckled down. And he's going into August 26th, the, the best version of himself that he can.
0: Dope. So, uh, When's the big city rumble? Dedham, Massachusetts. Okay. What date?
1: August 26th. Friday, August 26th, 7.30 p.m. Weeks. Three weeks. I think. Three. Two today. weeks. What's today? <laughs>
0: like, Today's the 5th, 6th, 7th. Today's the 7th. Yeah,
1: yeah, seven. Three weeks.
0: Okay. All three right. Weeks. All right, cool. Uh-huh. Days.
1: Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I think the week before we will have Osiris on and uh, he can tell us about uh, what his training and preparation has been like yes. uh, for this match, where he's at mentally going into it. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be pretty cool. But uh, so yeah, so right now though, Osiris is just, uh, he is hardcore training. So nobody will be seeing from or hearing from him uh, up until that time. Like I said, we'll, we'll pull some strings. We'll get him on here that week. But, uh, but yeah, um, that's, that's the deal with Osiris. He's not doing anything until August 26th, Dedham, Massachusetts.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Looking forward to uh, hearing the results. Uh, what is on today's water bottle?
1: going to be honest. We don't have a water bottle yet today. I mean, water jug, uh, so, I should say. Yes, you water jug. I got home at about 3 in the morning. Uh, by the time I showered, because it was so grossly hot yesterday, uh, the bed yeah. did not have AC. but Oof. I could, I could not get dry after my match. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> like I wiped down with the towel, and I was still like soaked in sweat.
0: That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I uh,
1: took a nice shower when I got home. So by the time I got to bed, it was three thirty. Um, and then uh, woke up this morning at six fifty-five. Sent you the text to make sure we were still on for seven, yep. Yep. and uh, <laughs> you know, it, it just kind of got the day going. I um, ran down, drank my concoction, which uh, for people that are interested, every morning and I start my morning with my magical concoction of uh, cinnamon, pink Himalayan salt, fresh squeezed lemon, apple cider vinegar, honey, and water. Mix it all together and drink it with a straw. It's important to drink apple cider. Drink drink with apple cider vinegar. Drink it with a straw so it doesn't damage the enamel of your teeth. Um, And uh, yeah, that is my morning my morning ritual every day. Some days I throw some cayenne pepper in there for a little wake me up. (laughs) And uh, so yeah, so this morning I I had that and started the (laughs) podcast. But uh, you know what? Let's. While we're here, we're going to figure out what today's water bottle message will be. Because, there you go. Uh, we're about to wrap up the podcast, and once it's wrapped up, I've got to get my day going. And that day, definitely, now that I've had my concoction, the next thing I start drinking is my water and electrolytes. There you go. And uh, today's not a workout day, so no BCAs today. Okay. But okay. here we go. Hold up. So I'm, I'm about to let, let people know a little bit of the magic um, I have a page that I go to sometimes um, called everydaypower.com and uh, that uh, page is just filled with positive quotes Okay. Um, ooh, so I opened up right now I like this that that comes up I think this is what's going on in the water bottle today don't tell people your plans show them your results there you go. So, I like there, that. There's today's water bottle message. I and, like that. Uh, people got a lot of insight into the magic of how my mornings work. <laughs> now I found I out know. my concoction and the website where I go to to get my my water bottle. <laughs> there you go.
0: Uh, tell them, tell them a little, you know, a little inside baseball. Yeah, a little
1: inside baseball and something, to, you know, maybe hopefully help some people. Uh, you know, people want to drink the drink the concoction. Feel free to drink the concoction. People want to, uh, you know, have motivational quotes. Now you've got a place to go get them, and and actually, I'm about to drop a bomb today for for our. I was about to say for our viewers, but uh, for for our listeners, um, starting up a new business. Okay. And uh, I'll have more details next time we talk. But for right now, uh, there's a new Instagram page. Uh, ga dot west dot positive influencer. Okay, and uh, there's, there's no content on the page yet, but the, the page has been registered. And I'm coming out with a Patreon page, Patreon ga underscore west underscore positive influencer. And uh, I definitely recommend to all the people out there listening, um, go to the Instagram page. Start following now, so you can be one of the first to find out when the Patreon page does go live. You guys mm-hmm. can see the positive influencer life.
0: I like it. I like it. Need more positive, uh, you know, vibes in the, you know, world. Anyways, we really do. We really do. It's, uh, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I, uh,
1: you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of pastors and church people, uh, and. One thing I, I will say, I am tired of people. I, <laughs> no, never mind. I was about to get off on a whole tangent. I'm uh, <laughs> not going to do that.
0: There you go. It's all about positivity right about now. <laughs> and,
1: and, and this was going to be positive, but it's yeah. going to be a uh, Oh, okay, and, and, okay. And nobody got okay. that. Uh, there you go. I got so, it so, so I will just keep it brief and short and say, everybody, stay positive and, and love people.
0: There you go. There you That's go. That's the main message. Uh, and... and And uh, like we always do about this time, you want to take us out? Y'all could
1: be anywhere in the world right now. You are here listening to an extended edition of Before the Three Count. Yeah, two hours. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, so uh, we appreciate y'all hanging in there listening to us. Hopefully you were entertained today. Um, And if you weren't, you can have your money back. Uh, that, that is that is our promise to you every week on Before the Three Count if you don't like it we will give you your money back guaranteed uh, so, so yes so if you didn't like it hit us up let us know we'll give you back what you paid for the show uh, <laughs> but on that note we love you we hope you're having a great day a great week a great month or even a great year we'll be there for you every week even if we're late on cpt (laughs) we'll still be there for you we're taking it out enjoy your day as always one two kick out one two three